everyone to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I speak with accomplished and innovative early career professionals and small business owners. Also have guests on the podcast who are later on in their careers to speak to their advice and experience for those who are earlier on in their careers. Now with me today is Myra. Myra recently started her own podcast called My Ray of Sunshine. And on this podcast, Myra helps shed light in difficult situations through positivity and encouragement. She has touched upon topics such as how to stay sane during quarantine and how to deal with anxiety. Now, before we dive into Myra's journey, I'd appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcasts app. And you can also listen to Virtual Coffee on Spotify and Podbean. You can find our social medias on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Virtual Coffee Podcast. As always, we really appreciate your support and hope you have a great time listening to this episode. Now let's dive into Myra's journey. Welcome, Myra. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to do this. I am as well. So let's get right into it. I'd love if you could tell me about your journey to creating your own podcast and what inspired your idea for the podcast. Sure. So I actually never thought that I would do a podcast ever before because I'm actually a very shy person. Mm -hmm. I would be the shy person in the classroom not wanting to raise my hand because I don't want to ask a stupid question. Like that was me. (laughs) And I really got into the idea of starting a podcast because I actually use this platform called Spoon. It's an application where you have like live chats. It's a live stream. And you engage with so many people that way. And I stumbled upon that application and I'm like, I should try it out. Let me download it. And I started doing my own live streams. And my whole point was to do an advice live stream. So anyone could come to me for advice if they needed it. And I was just kind of testing it out, not really sure whether I was going to get many followers, just like doing that for fun. And then it turns out that like people started coming to me for more advice and like Mm -hmm. my fan base kept growing. And I was so happy that, you know, I could use this platform as an outlet. And I helped so many people on a variety of different situations from like, you know, how to ask out a crush. And when they take my advice, they're like letting me know, okay, I'm going to ask them right now. And then (laughs) it's like very intense and exciting because like Mm -hmm. I I get so excited for them that they actually took my advice. And I've just helped with people um, with other personal, deeper situations as well. So it was just so heartwarming for me to be able to help others. And I wanted to do a podcast because I wanted to reach a broader audience. Mm -hmm. And with the topics that I discuss and help others, I would allow myself to then come up with topics that I should discuss for my podcast dedicated to different situations. So Mm -hmm. that is basically how my podcast kind of is playing out. And I love being able to shed the light in difficult situations and just having people trust me and having people open up to me because when they're the most vulnerable, like I can allow them to feel comfortable and I can allow them to let them know that everything's going to be okay in their situation and just kind of be that support system for them. Right. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I love your 
goal for your podcast of being giving advice and being there for for people and your fan base. I'm curious when did this when did this journey start? When did you first start using Spoon and then eventually, you know, made your podcast? What's the timeline there? Sure. So, I first started using Spoon this year in February. Okay. Wow. And yeah, I would start live streaming. The very first time I actually did my first live stream, I did that for 4 hours. As the maximum wow. is two hours each time, <laughs> but I had so much fun. I met so many great people and I'm like, I love this platform. So I kept going and going and I'm still streaming to this day because it's just such a great downtime. I still build like those relationships with people from the very beginning, which is actually very incredible because I feel like I already know them and I kept pushing off the idea of a podcast. My boyfriend mentioned that I should start one just because he like he saw that I liked it. I liked streaming so much, but I kept like pushing it off. I'm like, "No, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm not <laughs> going to start a podcast." But then it really got me thinking, maybe I should. Maybe I should give it a chance and see how it goes. And you know, that's what I did. I started my podcast last month actually in May. So very, very new, and I'm enjoying every second. That's, yeah, just so awesome. I love how it started from this little experiment, you know, kind of a hobby and grew into a podcast. That's incredible. And you mentioned you you were the shy person in school, which you don't seem shy at all to me, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm curious how how else has the podcast helped you overcome your shyness or open up or learn how to have conversations with strangers who you've never met before? What has the podcast taught you? I guess the podcast really taught me to open up and it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to shed the light in things that I have experienced in my life where you know, it makes me very uncomfortable to talk about. But then I think about someone who could be listening to the episode and perhaps that could help them mm -hmm. in a certain situation. So I really try to make sure that I speak up each and every time and just say it how it is. I think a lot of it, too, is that usually I'm in my bubble. Like, I'm not really like that outgoing. Like, I'm very friendly, but then I can be shy. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a mixture of the two. But I think having a podcast where people are just listening to my voice is a lot easier, <laughs> way easier. And that's exactly how like the streaming went as well, because it's a live chat, but no one can see me. They can only hear mm. my face. So I would have like music playing in the background kind of to set the mood, to make it not seem so awkward or anything like that. But it tended to help me open up as well and as like nervous as I was to do my first live stream, I'm glad that I did because I'm I'm so happy where where I am now and meeting all these new people along the way. Yeah, it seems like your driver and motivation is really giving back to others and sh using your experience to help them. Uh, and I, I think that's a great point you bring up as well as with podcasting, there is still that barrier of the computer or the microphone. It's not like you're being thrown into a party of 50 strangers and need, <laughs> yeah. a, need a network and mingle. Yeah, that it is an interesting space to be in because you are having conversations virtually, which I find makes it easier as well. 
Yeah. And the funny thing is that you mentioned that, you know, I'm not thrown into a group of people of 50 listening. Mm -hmm. Within the platform, um, you can actually see how many people are listening. So there would, it would get to the point where there's like 17 people listening to me. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a whole classroom. (laughs) (laughs) They're all listening to my voice. And then I would try not to pay attention to the number because I didn't want to like freak myself out. So I would just look away and then just keep helping the person that I was helping initially. That is funny because that is true. You can technically see who, yeah, is there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. I'm curious what resources helped you figure out more the logistics of recording and publishing episodes for the podcast. From my experience, I know there are a ton of logistics that go into that. I'm curious how you learned to do that and what resources you leveraged. Right. There are so many, so many things I did to prepare for the podcast. So I knew I wanted to podcast beginning of April Mm -hmm. and I just started researching a lot. I would take a lot of courses. I would try to get my hands on every single resource I had available to me because of course as I'm researching how to start a podcast there are all these ads and free courses that I can take on like webinars and Mm -hmm. people talking about their experiences and how they um, were able to start their podcast so I just use that to my advantage I would sign up for every single webinar I could find and basically just try to like take notes I would look on YouTube as well and see like which software I was going to use to edit my podcast what am I going to be recording on finding my equipment was also a big thing so I didn't really order my equipment till like Mm mid-April and luckily thankfully (laughs) um the end of April I received my microphone in the mail and I was so excited because it was one step closer to actually sitting down recording and then launching it and I wanted to literally the first Friday of May but I I realized that I wanted to be more prepared and I wanted to do more research and find what could host my podcast as well And with all the logistics and everything, I finally was able to launch it the following week, like the second week of May, Mm -hmm. which I was extremely excited about. I was, I felt on top of the world. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I think once you gather the necessary things you need for the podcast, like equipment, who's going to host the podcast, it's then just experimenting and learning as you go, right? Like maybe you'll eventually upgrade your equipment or switch to a different editing software. But as long as you have the basics, at some point you just need to go for it. So I definitely think planning and prepping is so important for those first few episodes. And then at some point you just got to say, yep, we're publishing. Because otherwise you could research and attend those webinars for years, really. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I didn't want because I felt, Mm -hmm. I never felt a hundred percent ready right to be honest because there's so much to go into it there was so much preparing but I didn't want me to get excited and then buy my equipment like figure out a software and then at the end chicken out and right. you know not start a podcast so I kept trying to like make those moves and trying to push myself to just go for it. And a lot of it also was figuring out what platform I wanted to be on that is more public. 
and that was able to spread the positivity that I wanted to spread. Um, that's my initial goal. So I decided to also create an Instagram mm-hmm. account for my listeners and for my podcast and just kind of separate my personal life to a platform that everyone else can enjoy as well. There's this quote, I'm not sure who said it, but it's something about if you're, if you are a hundred percent happy with your first version, then you launched too late. And I love that, right? Because there's, yeah, listening back to our, both of our first episodes, I'm sure there are plenty of things we would switch, but if we had waited to perfect it, who knows when that would have been when you would have first launched. So yeah, there's always room for improvement. And exactly. Yeah, that's the beauty of any product or project or what have you. Yeah, even if it's like a minor volume issue, Mm -hmm. or an um, that you wanted to take out, like, exactly, there are so many things that I continue to learn now. And I continue to push myself to make each and every one of my episodes the very best as Mm -hmm. I can, and continue growing in that sense. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. Is your podcast your full-time focus? I'm just curious what your other passions are or other other activities. I know you said you still stream as well. Yes, I do still stream. So my podcast is right now, it is more of a part-time focus, but I do want it to be full-time eventually. I have a part-time job, but like out, when mm-hmm. I'm not at my job, I'm literally like sitting down, thinking of ideas, recording, editing, doing all of those things that will help me launch my podcast episode that following Friday. So I'm always trying to figure out ways that I can grow and make sure that I have those tools there Mm -hmm. in front of me. But yeah, that is my biggest hope is to launch it full time because honestly, like it is possible. So many people can do it. And I just feel like I've heard so many inspirational stories where even on YouTube, like YouTubers leave their full-time jobs to do something that they love. And it does take time, but then they eventually get there. And that's what inspires me to just keep going and pushing myself because I know it does take time to grow and it takes time to build that audience. But that's what gets me excited because I know that my end goal would be doing something that I enjoy doing in the long run. Mm -hmm. No, that's an incredible goal to have. And yeah, I do think it's it's very possible. Of course, takes, like you said, time and energy, money, whatever you need to fully launch that. Do you have other goals for the podcast? So I know you mentioned launch full time. Uh, what are your other future goals or recent, you know, upcoming goals for the podcast? Anything else that comes to mind? Yes. Yeah, so I'm actually incorporating video podcasting. So mm. I've been recording my podcast, which I'm not going to lie. It's been a struggle. Technical difficulties (laughs) happen all the time. Yeah. I'm actually still growing to accept that. But I pretty much try to make sure that I record my episodes. And before I would just record my episodes in my pajamas at 11 (laughs) o'clock at night. But now I'm like, okay, if I'm filming it and putting it on my YouTube channel, I kind of have to make sure that... I have all all ready, everything ready for <laughs> that episode. And, you know, that obviously takes more time editing because now it's not just audio, it's video as well. Right. But 
I just try to cut myself some slack sometimes and just go for it. But yeah, that's my biggest goal is to just be more active on my YouTube channel. I did have my most recent episode for my YouTube channel um, where it's like my whole podcast completely filmed, which wow. I was really excited about. So, so yeah, I'm just learning as I go. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely in me as well. What was your primary driver to also record video and make a YouTube channel for your podcast? So I kept seeing that YouTube was a huge platform for podcasting in general. And that's actually something that I didn't even consider. Like when I kept telling my family members that I was doing a podcast, no one really knew what it was, to be mm. honest. And then they're like, oh, are you going to have a YouTube channel? Like you should be more active on YouTube. That's how people grow their audience. And I was like, hmm, I mean, I guess I'll consider it, but I didn't know what exactly to put on there. Then with my researches and all my courses that I took and all the webinars that I joined, I actually joined one for video podcasting, explaining everything you needed to know about recording your podcast and how if you record, you will be able to have so much footage and many clips and, you know, sneak peeks, certain things like that. So that really got me seeing it in, in a completely different way. And Honestly, it is outside of my comfort zone because, you know, then I am exposing myself completely and mm -hmm. it's not just my voice, but I just go with um, an open mind and I have fun recording anyway. So it's, it's nice being able to see that side of it. I'm curious to see how recording video and having a YouTube channel impacts your podcast. I think that'll be really interesting. I think it definitely will. That's something I haven't considered either. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, last week, actually, like right before my episode released on Friday, on Thursday, I released like a sneak peek. And that was the very first time I did an Instagram TV. Mm. And I'm not going to lie. It was a, a total hassle trying to figure <laughs> out how to export the video. And it looks fine on, on a mobile device. But it was definitely worth it because once I actually saw it and was able to see my video that I worked so hard on, on my phone, I, I was just like, okay, I'm glad that it worked out on to the next one. Cause now I know exactly what to do right. next time around and what sneak peek or how to edit and just really try to choose like a portion of the episode to get people excited and wanting more. And then it'll just get easier and easier as you continue doing that as with as with everything. That's awesome that you you made the leap to video format as well. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it gets easier. It yeah, <laughs> it should. <laughs> I've been taking so many notes, but. <laughs> awesome. um, so from your experience, I'm interested in knowing what your top three best practices for balancing work, life and your passions are. And especially as you think about eventually working on your podcast full time, how do you avoid going heads down and working on the podcast literally 24 seven? I'm actually still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be completely honest. I'm still trying to figure that out. A lot of it is basically me reminding myself that I have to enjoy my weekend. Like mm. there are times where I do and do work in the weekends and I just have to make sure that 
I am able to somehow have a social life, like be able to go out with my boyfriend if I'd like. And due to COVID, I don't really have to worry about much else. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just like focusing on having a social life with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just making sure that I find ways where I can work efficiently and in a, a small amount of time. So I have researched ways that I can edit my podcast faster and and have tried to have like different softwares where they are able to kind of like make it a whole lot easier versus Mm -hmm. me like sitting down and focusing and thinking like am I gonna say this next like what what am I gonna say next (laughs) but a lot of it is just trying to really focus on ways that I can basically do the things that I normally do, but in a shorter amount of time mm-hmm. and just try to get faster and quicker and try to find my groove. Like um, what helped me a lot too was like figuring out what exactly I wanted to get done each and every day of the week and at what point I would need to step back, relax and and hang out and take a break. But yeah, a lot of the times I am editing, planning. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot of juggling, but I think once I can cut myself some slack and learn how to prioritize too, that can really help as well. Because I think I'm just so excited to launch so many different things at the same time. And then I'm like, I'm only one person (laughs) and I can't really do that all the time. So I just have to accept that not everything's going to happen right away and it'll take time, but it's good that it's taking time because I'm learning along the way and I am preparing for what's to come. So it seems really leveraging your time wisely so that you can do tasks most efficiently and in the fastest, right? While still producing quality content so that you can use, you have time to enjoy yourself and enjoy your family and your boyfriend and friends. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's a balance and it is a juggling act, but hopefully we get better at it every day. (laughs) How how do you do that? Because I always see on your Instagram stories Mm -hmm. how you're editing away and I'm like, that is so (laughs) me every time. Yeah. I, before like last week, I was really only working on the podcast on the weekends because I have a nine to five, you know, regular corporate job. Um, Mm -hmm. So that takes up most of my time during the week as it has to. So now I've been trying to post on Instagram while I'm sitting on my phone at night, just watching TV with my husband. You know, that's something I can easily do. I'm on my phone anyway. Why not be on my phone and be working on the podcast for a little bit? Because there are a bunch of like little things you can do that are kind of mindless, you know, liking photos on Instagram, engaging with other podcasters content on Instagram, just -hmm. things I would do anyway why not make it about the podcast exactly Uh, that's true yep so that's what I've been trying to do and then like you're saying making sure I enjoy my weekends I usually give myself at least Saturday just Saturday's my day I can do whatever I want so I know I have that that one day that that tends to help as well right right yeah because I know that it can be very overwhelming in the Mm -hmm. beginning and a lot of planning goes into it and I should have taken um, the advice of the guy that I took a course with, but he said, like, plan out, like, at least 
three to five episodes, have it fully mm-hmm. edited, fully recorded before launching it. And I I just laughed and I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I'll just have, you know, I, I'll record one and then I'll have a, my full edited one for that upcoming Friday. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have listened to him, but I I just didn't want to wait. And I was so excited. And now that I know, at least now I know for <laughs> next time, I guess. Right. But but yeah, it's just one of those things that you just learn by doing mm-hmm. and then by experiencing and really seeing like what goes into what people listen every day, you know? Yep. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't do that either of having a backlog of episodes before launching. I just launched the first one and then was like, oh crap, I need to (laughs) record, edit and publish one all in a week. So I'm finally on a backlog because I've recorded multiple episodes in one weekend. So finally, yeah, finally I had, it feels nice because Fourth of July weekend, say I don't want to record anything. That's fine. And it's not going to ruin the podcast uh, or my schedule. So yeah, that. I also should have, you know, done that as well. <laughs> I know. I know. It's It can be overwhelming. And yeah. it's good that you finally, like, took a weekend to, like, record and yep. then just do nothing but record because it's going to pay off for sure. Exactly. Uh, so you've already given plenty of advice for those, you know, looking to publish and produce their own podcast. I'm curious if you have one big piece of advice, if you had to give only one piece of advice to someone who's launching their own podcast, what would that advice be? I would just say, don't worry about who's going to listen or what they say about you launching a podcast. Because in, in the back of my mind, that was what was scaring me. And I'm like, if I announce it on my Facebook, my Instagram, like my social media platforms, what are people going to say? Like, are, are they going to judge or are they going to make fun of it? But then I just realized that what I'm doing, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. And launching a podcast is nothing to be, you know, shy about. And it's actually a great way for your voice to be heard. And whatever you, whatever topics you touch on, like that should be very, something that you care about. It should be something you're very passionate about and just know that you are doing all that you can to just put out a really great episode and I wouldn't let whoever listens to your podcast, whoever comments about your podcast, stop you from doing that. Mm -hmm. Because I, I constantly have to remind myself that because, you know, I have on Facebook, I have like so many friends there Mm -hmm. that aren't really my friends. Like they're people I've graduated high school with, college with. And that's where I mostly announce my episodes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I see how many people look at it. And I'm just like, do they actually listen? What do I what are they thinking? Like, I I wonder um, if they like it or if they don't like, but then if I keep trying to like, please everyone else, I'm just going to take away what was important from me to begin with, which was to be completely 100% myself. Mm -hmm. And that's what I continue reminding myself, like, it doesn't matter who listens or what people other people have to say, all it matters is that, you know, I'm actually taking that leap of faith and 
and trying to go for it and and publish each and every one of my episodes with a lot of hard work and you know hopefully people enjoy it but if they don't like it's okay maybe they're not into podcasts or they're just not into it that's fine like it's never a personal thing i i learn to be very proud of what i do because i just know how much goes into that and i appreciate when people tell me, oh, I listened to the podcast on Friday. I loved it. Like, I love all the feedback. And especially when people actually reach out to me on my social media platforms that weren't a part of Spoon or any of my close friends, they start to reach out to me for advice. So that's what gets me excited. And that's what keeps me going is the people that are always supporting me. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful piece of advice to just keep pushing through and stay true to yourself and your vision and your mission. And hopefully the the listeners will come. And even if they don't for years, as long as you're satisfied and you know you're being true to yourself, that's that's really all, all that matters, um, especially if it's a side project or a hobby at first. Who knows what that could blossom into? Exactly. Yeah, I just try to be very, very hopeful and – Putting myself out there can be scary, Mm -hmm. but someone has to do it. Right. (laughs) Might as well just go for it. Exactly. Exactly. Now, my last big question here for you is what is your proudest accomplishment? Now, this can, of course, be related to your podcast or not at all. And it can be from 10 years ago or just from yesterday. In this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? To be honest, it has got to be hands down when I launched my very first episode. I just felt like all the hard work that I have done researching all month, trying to figure out what exactly to do, creating my Instagram account for a platform to host my podcast in and advertise that way and get more following there, that just took a lot a lot of like brainstorming creativity and I literally gave it my all and I think the moment when it hit me was I launched my my first episode and I was like okay I did it like I <laughs> I published it I advertised it everywhere I could think of um, let me go on with my day I guess and then I made the attempt to listen to it while I was on my way to my sister's house and being in the car like the fact that I was able to find my po- my podcast on Spotify mm-hmm. um that was what kind of like shook me up a bit because all the planning like seeing my podcast on Spotify I was like wow like it's actually here I can listen to it on on Spotify and that's something that I use to listen to music and podcasts all the time Like, I can't believe I'm on this platform right now. And I did get emotional, but in the best way possible, because (laughs) I just finally saw that it was starting to come together. And like, my vision was becoming a reality. And then, you know, so many people kept showing so much love the day that I launched. And I just, I I couldn't even speak. Like, I was speechless, (laughs) because I was so excited. And I appreciated their support and their love that they that they showed and it just kept me wanting to continue doing that and like getting that feeling in return. 
Yeah, that feeling is amazing of finally seeing even your your podcast artwork on, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just seeing it there on your phone is is such an awesome feeling. And congratulations on on the launch of your podcast. I know. Oh, it'll... thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Myra, for speaking with me today. I, I really appreciated you telling us your journey and sharing your advice. And where can people find you and your podcast? Well, thank you, Alexa, for having me. Um, people can find my podcast. I usually advertise it on my social media platform. So my Instagram is my ray of sunshine. It's spelled M A Y R A Y O F dot sunshine. And the reason it's not like M Y, you know, like my, <laughs> I just wanted to include my name, and that's mm-hmm. why, like for my podcast as well. Like I have everything in capital letters, which is just my name. And that's why I have like the little A in parentheses. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a lot easier to find me on Instagram because that's where I pretty much have everything there from like my Facebook group to my website, to my YouTube channel, just a little bit of everything. Awesome. Sounds wonderful. Well, I hope everyone checks out your podcast. And again, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Myra. Thank you so much, Alexa. I really appreciate talking to you and seeing how much we have in common. (laughs) Exactly. I loved it. Thank you. 